Hi everyone and welcome back to Control Alt Delete Slash Church. I'm Stuart Cutler and each episode of this, our third season, I'm going to think about a decision I've made about church during the COVID pandemic and the implications of that decision. You can hear all the previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts from and if you would like to continue the conversation, and I very much hope that you would, pop over to stuartcutler.com. If you want to leave an audio comment, then you can do that on our anchor.fm page. Links are in the description. In episode one, I mentioned that the decision to record worship each week rather than live stream or meet on Zoom meant that Sunday at 11am was suddenly free every week. That would lead to the decision that I want to explore this week. If it was important to make sure that worship for adults happened each week, then it was even more important that our children were supported. Just like all the adults surrounding them, our children had suddenly found themselves at home. School had been closed, along with everything else, and they were grappling with that too. School online took a long time to get working. All of their social groups, clubs and activities had stopped. Children weren't allowed to go out to play with their friends. We know that social interaction is vital to the development of children. I think we're seeing some of the fallout of that period now as children struggle to catch up not just with their learning but also with their development. So what could we do? We could do Sunday school on Zoom. And we did. Every week for more than a year. And that's the decision I want to talk about today. When I was creating the recorded service, I was very aware that it wasn't really accessible for children. It was basically a reading, a sermon, a prayer and a hymn. There was no children's content. And that was deliberate. I didn't ever expect families with younger children to sit all together and watch church. One of the golden rules of video content is to know who it's for. The worship videos were primarily for adults so we needed to do something else. There's a debate that has been quietly going on for years and years about Sunday school for children. It basically boils down to the fear that removing children from worship each week does two things. The first is that it teaches children that church isn't really for them. It's for grown-ups. The second is that if the children leave, then we, and I mean people like me, the minister, will continue to do church in a way that's inaccessible to them. Instead, we should be working on being truly intergenerational in our worship. We should do church in ways that enables everyone to be part of what happens. I'm still not sure how I feel about that argument. In some ways I completely agree. We should absolutely aim to do church in ways that engage and enable everyone to take part. But, and for me this is the thing I still struggle to get past... I'm not convinced that when we try to do something that works for everyone, we end up doing something that is, well, unsatisfactory for everyone. Perhaps choice is the answer. Perhaps we should do four things every Sunday that people can choose from. A sermon, a conversation, an opportunity to create something, and a space for silence. But what does this have to do with Sunday school on Zoom in the middle of a pandemic? Well... At St Ninian's we have a fairly traditional Sunday school. It works well for us, at least I think it does. It happens when I'm leading worship, so much of my experience of it is anecdotal. Our children join us for the first part of the service and then go off to do things that are much more fun than listening to me talking for 15 minutes. Maybe you should too. The chance to be involved in Sunday school every week was something I jumped at. 
Sometimes it's the things we can control and the things that we can't that influence our decisions. So sometimes it's a decision you made without, well, much thought at all. For this, it was simple. I had to be there. Why? Because I was the one with the Zoom account. In the rush to get things set up, I tied the Zoom account to my own email rather than setting up a church email account. And that's still having an impact. Every Sunday at 11 o'clock, we did Sunday school. Initially, we divided the tasks between me and the leaders, but it fairly quickly fell into a pattern where I would do most of the leading with help from others when I asked for it. And to be honest, I didn't ask much. And over time, I asked less and less. Why would I? In a previous life, I'd spent 25 years training people to do this stuff. I thought my opportunity to spend time working with children was gone, or at least changed to something more peripheral. Now I had the chance to get involved, and I wasn't going to let that go. So how did it work? Well, we set up a Facebook Messenger group for parents, and we would post a list of any materials needed for the activity on Sunday. This week we'll need three sheets of paper, scissors, glue, and something to colour in like pens, pencils, or paint. We were very aware that not everyone would have access to a store cupboard full of art materials, so the things we chose were simple, low budget, and mostly involved paper, scissors, glue and colouring. If we needed something else, then we would try to give warning, and we also delivered supply bags to help. The format was very familiar. We told a Bible story. We engaged in a craft together. We had a conversation about the story and what we'd made, and we ended with a prayer. And it worked. Our children came and they stayed. But what was perhaps more fascinating was the others who joined in. For years, people around the church have been grappling with a big question. How do we facilitate faith for families at home? We see it in small ways where parents and carers have short conversations with children about what they did at Sunday school today. But there must be ways to help continue those conversations. How can we help families to have conversations about faith? Messy Church is one way that scratched an itch for churches around the world. Activities that children and their adults do together works. But why? I think it's partly because it doesn't ask or assume too much of the adults. Everything's pitched at the children. So nobody expects the adults will even know the Bible story, let alone have some considered theological position on it. Instead... Everyone gets to wonder together, and perhaps more importantly, be led in that by the children. That's in many ways what happened for us in our online Sunday school. Adults, mostly mums to be fair, had to help their kids get online and supervise the crafts, so all of a sudden, families were at Sunday school together. As the weeks went on, it became apparent that others who were off-screen Other family members were joining in too. Older siblings and dads. We also found that some of our teenagers were joining in, even though they were now way too old for Sunday school. In normal circumstances, that might have been problematic, but they just worked at a different level, especially during the crafts. And this was all supposed to be for a few weeks. The first lockdown was initially supposed to be for just three weeks, and then three months. Seems hard to remember all the way back to then, but online school took a while to get going properly. There were tasks that were posted for children to do at home, but there was no facility for face-to-face teaching at that point. 
What did happen was that for some kids, all of their groups moved online. All of a sudden, they had something every night on Zoom. And that's fine if Zoom's your thing, and if you have the tech and the space for all of that to be okay. But if someone in your house has had a long day trying to work out how to do their job from home, and then their children have brownies in the living room and judo in the kitchen, that's a lot of pressure on a family. The other assumption we make is that children are all absolutely fine with being on camera all the time. They're not. Zoom is weird. Being able to see everyone's face all the time isn't how we interact with people normally. We break eye contact, we sit side on, we even when we sit in a circle, you can't look at everyone all the time. For some people, no matter what age they are, having a screen full of faces all looking at you all the time isn't enjoyable. We had one participant who never ever appeared on screen. She was there every week and was happy for her mum to share her creations, but she didn't want to be on screen. And that's absolutely okay. One of the joys of meeting this way was for those who were happy to take part, we could record things, including our nativity play. Filming rather than a live performance gave us a whole load of possibilities that just couldn't happen in real life. People could have three parts and be in the same scene with some clever, easy editing and a costume change. These kinds of activities were great, both for the children and for the wider community, who were missing seeing the children regularly. Our children were, and still are, able to record for our worship videos. You quite often hear members of a whole family reading our scriptures or leading the prayers. And that's all great. But there must be downsides. Of course there are. There are several. The first thing is something I did that was entirely unintended. And when I look back, it was very avoidable. But I did it. I took over. And that meant that the other leaders were pushed out a bit. In my enthusiastic rush to be involved, I lost sight of something I think is absolutely vital in ministry. I see it as my role as minister to empower and enable others. In this instance, I didn't do that nearly as well as I could have. The upside is that I got to know the children really well. The downside is that when we restarted Sunday school in person, we struggled a bit for leaders because they haven't had to do that for 18 months. Our church stayed closed for a long, long time, almost a full 18 months. And when we did start back, it was in a very limited way. Worship was first, at 11 o'clock on a Sunday. And all of a sudden, that meant that I wasn't there to make sure that Sunday school happened. And in a lot of ways that was fine. Things were opening up and it was probably much more important that children went out to play with their friends and visited their family and went on holiday. But in that gap, something was lost. The second issue was that everyone was two years older. Our Sunday school had lots of people who were just about at the upper age limit. Sunday school on Zoom was fine for them, but when we did start back, they were two years older. And that meant there was no way that Sunday school was for them anymore. We're working on what to do with them, but I wish we'd spent some more time thinking about it six months ago, because they were always going to be two years older. What is great is that some of those older children and younger teens have come to the church service on a Sunday and seem happy to stay in church. And that perhaps circles us back to the start. Two years later, we now have a much more intergenerational congregation for worship on Sundays, 
and I'm much more aware of how I pitch the content to make sure that they feel involved and they're able to take part and understand. The decision to do online Sunday school has had lots of consequences. Many of them good, some of them more difficult. I wonder what your experience has been. Join me again soon for another decision. And don't forget to visit stuartcutler.com to share your thoughts and your experiences. Mm-hmm.